0: And I have my own inner compass, right? Because I have that and I'm never going to be without a direction of, or feeling totally lost. I mean, I'll feel lost sometimes, but not totally lost of where I need to take my next step, where I need to make my next move, because I know where my arrow is pointed. Welcome to the Pursuit of Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Melissa K. Barham, and I'm an entrepreneur, traveler, thinker, and creative on a mission to help you discover and lean deeper into your purpose. Here, we'll have inspiring conversations about business, self-development, spirituality, mindset and manifestation, and how to live on purpose. My goal with this podcast is to help you connect with the answers already inside of you and expand your vision of who you truly are and who you're meant to be. I'm so grateful you're here, and I can't wait to set off in the Pursuit of Purpose together. Now let's jump in. Hello friends and welcome back to the Pursuit of Purpose podcast. I am Melissa Kay and I am so excited and so grateful that you are tuning in, popping this in your ears today wherever you are. If you're on a commute, over a walk, or just doing your regular tune in to the podcast, I am just so grateful to be hanging out with you. I am going to get right into today's episode, which I'm super excited to record because I've been kind of humming and hawing and like thinking about this one for a little bit and the pieces that, you know, I really wanted to share. So today's episode is entitled What I Wish I Knew. Now this could go a lot of different ways, but what we are talking about today is the seven greatest lessons. And I have way more than this, but like the seven greatest lessons I would tell my younger self now, now that I know dot dot dot. Right. So this has to do with just everything I've absorbed in in reflection for the last couple of months, honestly, of like the amazing teachers I have encountered, books, coaches, friends, and everything that I've sort of learned not throughout my whole life, but really actually, especially in the last five years, I would say, as I did a lot of self-discovery of where I'm going to go, who I'm going to be, like what is my purpose, all of this sort of stuff that I think that we in adolescence and also like post- Um, controlled day-to-day, aka being in school, like you think about a lot. And so I've had all these people, incredible people who have impressed upon me and helped me learn so many different lessons. And these are just a handful of them, but I wanted to share them and put them together in the hopes that maybe you resonate with some of them and you just are like, hey, I see you, like that's me too. Or maybe to give you a kickstart on exploring a lesson deeper. If you are like, Hey, I sort of wonder about that or I'm feeling that and encourage you to go deeper in learning more about that and about yourself, because honestly, love education, love school, but man, I feel like they messed up because so much of the lessons that I have here are not from a textbook. Actually, none of them are from a textbook. They are from, uh, learning about myself, about, um, you know, what your higher self is and like how to understand like what brings you fulfillment and, you know, reading your own intuition, understanding your unique gifts that are different than, you know, the person sitting beside you in class. Like there should have been a course on this shit. And I say it every day with my other friends who are in the coaching industry, but wow, like, they didn't screw us up, but they they didn't do us any favors by leaving out how to be a human as a course, which should be a course including all of these things. Because it's like the fundamentals of knowing how to navigate your life and stuff that we use every single day. And I'm sorry, calculus, we're not. Love math, but like that's not used every day, right? In the real world where we actually have to function as individual people, this is the sort of stuff that if you're not learning and if you're not exploring and kind of iteratively teaching yourself, you're not growing. Um, I feel like you're going to run into the lesson, no matter what, the universe has a tendency to just slap us with it. So I'm here to help you confront it now, or maybe just gel with you on these similar lessons that you've faced. So I'm gonna dive right into it. So what I say there was seven of them, so here's number one, stop the spin. Do it simple and done, not perfect. It's is really hard for me to say, actually, because like I have discovered coming out of education and all that, where being a perfectionist is seen as this prize, right? It's seen as this really good thing. And that's what I always aimed for. Didn't take a lot of effort. Like I was just a high achiever, air quotes naturally, like effort behind it wasn't really needed for me. So that's great in school right because we are conditioned to kind of aim for that since we were assessed on the score of like 100 right so if you weren't the 100 you were less than and so it impregnates this idea in our heads that like perfection is what we always have to shoot for and i think that's really toxic when we get again air quotes in the real world like out of uh i'm trying to think of the word right now but just whatever um education because real life isn't like that right like no one's walking around with a percentage meter going are you a 90 are you a 95 are you a 100 like no it is about output actually like can you get things done and i find that perfectionist er, my hand is raised right now okay so i'm not talking at you i'm talking with you perfectionists have a really hard time with this in the real world because we don't know how to measure anything but that a hundred, measure ourselves to anything but that a hundred. So I really struggled with this because not only was I a perfectionist a little bit, a lot bit, um, I trained and I learned that, right. But I was also, that also made me a procrastinator because I was also afraid of failure because I had a fixed mindset, have a fixed mindset sometimes. So that, that's a really bad duo to have is perfectionism and procrastination. Cause just like nothing gets done working on this, right? This is this lesson that I'm learning and I'm like, great, aw- awesome. Like, we know how to figure it out. I learn how to handle it now. But if you are struggling with that or have experienced that, know that, you know, if you're focused on something being perfect before it's done, guess what? It never gets done. And I'm sure you can attest to this and, and, and agree with me on this. So perfectionism actually, and thinking that something needs to be perfect is the ante to you moving forward. Whereas you're thinking that, oh, perfectionism is going to help me move forward. It's not. It's the opposite. So I almost, to hack my own brain in this, the lesson I learned, and it was with help from my therapist, was well, I kind of came up with this motto, but she was like, avoid avoiding, which is what the first thing I need to do. And my motto this year to myself, to help myself, was do it shitty. I had to honestly go from like the flip side of perfectionism. What would the flip side be? Is like doing it shitty. And I was like, Uh, heart palpitations at like doing that, but do it shitty doesn't, doesn't mean like do a bad job. But for me, that motto is like, do it shitty as in like, don't think too hard about it. Like if it's shitty, then whatever it's, but it's done rather than saying, get it done because get it done. My trained subconscious, its way to get things done is okay. Okay. Do it perfect and make everything right. And I have to hack that to my own brain and go do it shitty. I'm never going to do something that is bad. That's just not in my nature. So saying to myself, do it shitty is just like the kind of the wake me up punch in the face where I'm like, oh, okay, I, I can just get it done. And that is good enough. And that sort of brings me back. Also remember to, it's not about going like zero to hundred or like doing a 180 and now doing things bad. It is about getting things done, right? If you want to stop all this spin that you're in. So when you have an output, at least you have something, you can refine that output. So I say, do it shitty, I get something done. And then if that's not up to snuff, like if that's not up to the quality that I want, then. I can iterate on that, right? I can refine that. Think of an author writing a book. Like, they don't sit there and go, it must be perfect in first draft. The book would never freaking get written. They have like 10 drafts. And the whole point is that refine, refine, refine. Like, learn what I did not so great last time. Get better, get better. Maybe less revisions the next time. But they have drafts till they get to the final state that they're okay with. And you can have that too. So... That is my number, well, it's not my number one lesson, number one on the list, really, really big one for me. Number two on the list is be careful who you take advice from. This is huge. If you are an ambitious person, if you are someone who maybe doesn't fit the mold of the family around you or the friends around you or the community around you, like your dreams, your aspirations, your your vision is bigger than what other people can see or doesn't fit how other people view you or the kind of culture lifestyle society that you're in any of that right if you are other than the group that you're normally with be very careful about who you take advice from there oftentimes when we are doubting our own path we look to others right we want that support we want ideas we want to kind of as we say bounce something off of somebody but that's not always beneficial if it's not the right person my advice on this and learning from experience is just make sure you select the right people. And this is people who have walked in the shoes that you want to walk and walk the path that you want to walk because people who haven't lived through the same situation that you are facing or the one that you are aspiring to go down are unqualified to give you advice on how to handle it. Like I wouldn't look for advice on how to fix my car from a plumber that's, that's ridiculous, right? Like he knows how to fix toilets, not engines. But we do that so often, right? We're going on this entrepreneurial journey and we're asking, you know, our parent who's worked in insurance their whole life, bless their heart, you know, like have have provided for your family, done a good job, but they don't have the context to give you advice on whether pursuing that business is a good idea. What's going to happen is they're Perspective, their worldview of working in their nine to five, working in insurance, and being f- afraid maybe of taking risk. I mean, they're into insurance, of course, they're afraid of taking risk. Um, but, you know, any of that, they're not going to be able to give you quality advice because they have never lived that experience. So, at least go to someone who either is walking that path right now or, um, even if they failed, like that is still good advice to get, but make sure it's coming from somewhere where they've had quality hands-on experience with what you're asking. Okay. Number three, never do anything just for the money and also never do it just because it's safe. I will caveat that was saying like, no, I'm not, I'm not saying just, just do everything with passion, never think about finances and, and and any of that. But my lesson to myself is, and maybe you disagree with it, that's fine. But my lesson for, for myself is if you do something only for the money, so there's no, there's no other passion, anything behind it, it's just going to lead to you breaking in that thing because we're not designed to do that. We're designed to follow our innate purpose and calling. And whether we know that, whether we're aware of that consciously, or that's a subconscious thing that comes out in interest, that comes out in passions, in our talents, in just the things that kind of make us spark joy, right? (laughs) Marie Kondo saying, um, spark joy, or, um, just, just give us that little bit of fire. If you don't have any of that with what you're doing, you, you are, it's not going to work for you. It's not going to last, and a lot of the times I think that idea of choosing something for money, for financial security, and the idea of like, oh, I'm choosing something that's safe, those usually go hand in hand, right? Because financial security is equal safety to our brains. That's how we've been taught. But the reality is, and I heard this from um, a different, different coach that I'm friends with, but like, safety is an illusion and happiness is a choice. And Everybody is going to die anyways, so you might as well be doing what it is that sets your heart on fire. Yes, you have to make ends meet for yourself, but trying to find this balance and always like looking at decisions or opportunities and going, am I here just for the money? It can't, you can, I'm not saying don't take an opportunity because it has a good financial payoff. Absolutely, But the only, only is the key word, okay? So ask yourself that question before you ever step into something too, whether it's a n- the next opportunity, a deal, maybe you're running your business and it's like this really cool partnership that comes up that, wow, it's going to have this huge payoff, but it doesn't even really align with your goals or it's like tweaks the direction of where you want to go and your actual ambition to take your business. Like you have to ask yourself, is this just only for, I'm making this choice only for the money. And if you are, I would recommend you to Th- rethink that decision and tune back into your intuition and what it's saying for you to do. So this one, I keep pretty close to my heart. Number four, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. <sighs> Best line out there. I heard it from so many people. I love it, that it's like a whole thing. We need t-shirts. This, keeping this as a motto and, and life lesson. Also, I don't think ever leads you wrong because what it essentially means and it is t- tuning into is your intuition, right? Whether it's, like knowing is whether something's a yes or a no. It's not like flashing lights come up and tell you that that's an inner feeling. That's an inner reading of self. And you actually need to tune into that to understand which way you're leaning towards. The thing is, guys, when we actually, when we give our energy to things that are not full on yeses for us, we're actually leaking that energy out that could have been put to way better use. So sometimes I feel like we make all of the, all of these half-assed yeses because we want to, you know, make someone else happy. Um, or I don't know, we think we we should do something, but all of that is just like leaking little pieces of your energy towards that. And so you don't have any for the things that you actually really want to say yes to because, whatever we're saying yes to, remember, we're inevitably also saying no to something else, right? That is the binary of making choices. And I've done this so much in my life in terms of people, like people pleasing for other people and wanting to say yes to make them happy um, or to fulfill their needs, which I like being a giver. I like being a helper. So like, I'm always drawn to doing that. And sometimes helping somebody else and giving is a hell yes for me. And it's valid. But Other times I end up taking away from things that I needed to do or work on, which stressed me out or, you know, just what I needed at the time, whether it was just conserving my own energy and it stretched me thin in so many ways. And all, all of, all that that does essentially is take us out of being our highest selves and leaving me honestly kind of with animosity towards that person, even though they did nothing wrong, but ask me for my help or my time or whatever but it wasn't a hell yes for me. And I made that decision out of alignment. So really it's actually a disservice all around when I'm doing that because I'm not being my best self showing up for them. I'm kind of doing with a little bit of resentment. So when I'm saying yes to that, you know, I'm bringing kind of my true no along with me and that leaks into there. And I'm also saying no to things that I would have rather had whole fuck yeses to. So, a lot of times we we see this with like pressure to like peer pressure and stuff to go into situations maybe to go into a business maybe to go to university like whatever choices there are to like follow the crowd I'm air quoting right now make sure that you learn this lesson young okay if wherever you are right now you can't be any younger than you are today so now learn this ness- lesson now because When you are following the masses and just doing it like a blind sheep, rather than going, is it a hell yes or no for me? Hmm, what do I feel? Like, what is my intuition or your gut? If you don't understand your intuition, it's the gut feeling, right? What does that say? Because you were born to stand out, not to fit in with everybody else. So you need to make decisions that are in alignment with you and learn to honor that message when you're being told no as well, right? When you actually do get a, nope, I don't want to do this. And not feel guilty about it, not feel like, oh my God, like I'm a bad person. If I'm going to say no, no is a good word. Boundaries are good. If you constantly override your intuition's response, giving you the no as well, you're overriding your true highest self. And that's like, that's a self sin. <laughs> like I, I never want to do that. We never want to do that. We want to always try to be in step and listening to that highest self. Okay. Number five, I think it is be authentic always. I struggle with this one as well, if I'm going to be really transparent. And I think the reason is because we want, like, we see society trying to make all of us present in a certain way. Like we are a thing that like you can put labels on stuff and categorize people. And when we're not like that, we are multifaceted and that's sometimes really actually hard to show one just on principle, it's hard to show like so many different sides of ourselves, but two, because the world is expecting this categorized version, this easy to understand version of ourselves and authenticity isn't that. And by do like, by fully embracing your own authenticity, it can come with its own risk of losing things. And when I say losing things, I mean, friends or opportunities, people, popularity, but you have to remember that you have to lose what doesn't fit or align with you to and shed all of that to find what actually is most aligned with your authentic self. So therefore, you know, those friends, those opportunities, those, those people, they will come back tenfold later on if you actually honor like your own authenticity, but so much more align in alignment with, with who you actually are. Right, so it's like the fake friends versus like the ones your soul your soul sisters or your soul brothers or whatever right when you step into that version of you that is really yourself and it's kind of like f- sloughing off all of the I, I don't know why I'm thinking of like dead skin right now, but like all the dead skin cells, like this these little bits and pieces that we didn't need before to actually uncover like the vibrant glowing layers that are underneath. I don't know that was a really weird metaphor guys. <laughs> Uh, anyway, moving on. One of my favorite quotes is actually from Brene Brown around this. If you don't know Brene, go read her books. Daring Greatly. Whole book about being authentic. But her quote here is, Authenticity is the daily practice of letting go of who we think we are supposed to be and embracing instead who we are. And I love it because it's it's creating a space for yourself where you're. it's okay for you to be you. In a rem- reminder to not conform just because that seems easier you know you're always going against yourself in your highest potential your highest vibration when you are doing that you are sitting in so much under of like the the radiance and 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 vib- vibration that you could be could be at um if you are truly yourself and the feeling of truth like air quotes truth doesn't lie like we know when we are acting out of alignment or for. A fake state, as I like to call it. Maybe that's my new... Maybe that's my new word. But notice when you're being drawn to that fake state and pull back from it. Because it's not the place that you want to be. It just doesn't feel good. I think we've all... I think we've all done that. Let's go back to middle school. We've all experienced what that feels like. I feel like a lot of the times as well, we try to be like something else because we think that that's going to get us to where we want to go. So I'm thinking about like more adult life, ambition, career, maybe even in school, whatever. But... Like, just because being a certain way got that person to where they are, does not guarantee or mean that you it will get you there. But we think that, right? That copying someone else's version of their highest self is never going to be your highest self. That's like seeing Nicole Kidman in a custom-made designer Dolce & Gabbana gown and going like, okay, I'm going to get that exact replica. I'm, I'm going to buy that exact dress, exactly the measurements, and I there, therefore, obviously... I'm going to be instantly like her. One, that dress is a custom, so it's not gonna fit you, babe. Like, your body is not the same as hers. And I don't mean thinner or bigger, It just, you don't have this, you're not the same. And two, that dress won't make you Nicole, right? Like a dress won't do that. You're still you, she's still Nicole. Only Nicole is Nicole. I don't know why we're using Nicole Kidman today, but so we're just, we're rolling with it. So only you are you. So instead think of how you can create a custom gown that fits only you. It makes you your most fabulous version of yourself. How do you radiate in your custom, whoever it is, gown metaphors going off here. Okay. My other favorite code that I love around authenticity is from Jamie Kern Lima, which if you've never read her book, I think it's called be possible no, believe it. That's the name of the book. So, so good. She's the creator of it cosmetics, sold it for a billion dollars. Amazing. But her story is crazy because it was one about really stepping into her own authenticity when no one else believed in that authentic her. And the line that she has is authenticity alone doesn't guarantee success, but inauthenticity does guarantee failure. So when we are being anything else that guarantees us failure, So our best path forward is really to be ourselves. And we are magnets to what we are meant to attract in this world, right? That's law of attraction. But we can only be a vibrational match when we're in a state of authenticity. So that's the gold standard. I'm always aiming for that. It is hard sometimes with the pressures that we have around. And I am not perfect by any means. Long way to go there. But it's something I'm always trying to shoot for. And I know that that is... A lesson I've learned Of like That is the true path Like everything you want Comes with being that So just challenging yourself To always Try to Be more of yourself Even when that's scary sometimes Okay Number six Everything is happening For you Not to you (sighs) This one's huge For my life Um (laughs) I learn it in so many ways In so many things That have happened That are difficult You can go listen I think episode two It's like Why hard things Are good things Um But yeah, hard things are honestly good and truly some of the greatest teachers and lessons that we can have. And sometimes those hardships are the lessons that our souls actually were incarnated here to come in search for and learn. So don't shy away from a life where difficult things do happen because you're promised that they're going to happen and they're not happening to you. They're happening for you. There's something that you need to experience from them. There's something that your soul came here to learn from them. And I I understand that that's a perspective, but it's the perspective that I have learned is more advantageous to adopt. So when we think about why our souls were sent here, it was to learn a lesson in this lifetime, right? We're here to experience and learn something that we haven't ever before. Whether you believe in reincarnation or not, like we're here to learn a lesson. multiple lessons. So every experience we are encountering here, it's for our benefit. Like the universe is putting it in our path for our benefit, regardless of whether in the moment it feels painful for us or joyous. You know, that heartbreak, it's happening for you. The promotion also happening for you. And on the flip side, maybe getting let go from that job that drained your soul anyways, also happening for you. So even though the immediate effect, a lot of time is maybe pain or struggle or difficulty or just incomprehension, that always is temporary, right? Like we move beyond that. And if we're able to shift our perspective, even by just an ounce, like a little, little bit, I promise that every time when I have zoomed out to do this later on, I can 100% of the time see how, okay, yeah, that was something that was for me. Even if it was like bloody painful in the moment and still is maybe painful to think about it and taking that perspective for me has allowed me to learn and move forward so much faster and with so much more intent uh, or not intent but intention and purpose and with calm and peace and acceptance rather than like fighting and clawing and resisting what's happening like that. You're just adding more struggle on top of the, the painful struggle situation. So this single lesson really has allowed me to manifest and attract what I want way faster than any other method, I think, because I have a bit of surrender in things. I have acceptance from the get-go in things, and it's helped me to make space for and rid what was really never meant for me in the first place. Okay, last but not least, number seven, fulfillment in life is found in following your purpose. (sighs) My, my, My last, my best for last, and this goes without saying, obviously, but I think that this that this lesson, I could sum up everything that I've learned of all my greatest lessons, it'd be this one. And My fundamental belief, and this kind of came to me and it was really the, the impetus for starting this podcast and why it's called what it's called. But I was thinking one day about what all people pursue in their lives and you know i was like okay we talk about like the american dream and this the pursuit of happiness the pursuit of happiness i mean there's movies called it there's books called it and i was like are people in pursuit of happiness and i think it's a trick question because like yeah but it's almost like a surface level yeah because there's deeper reasons or deeper things that we're in pursuit of underneath that and happiness is just like it's kind of like an iceberg happiness is the top of the iceberg that you see like floating on the surface but all of the deeper things that we are actually in pursuit of are the whole bottom of that iceberg so what is the bottom and i had to think really think through that and i was like no it's the pursuit of purpose like we need meaning we need an understanding of calling what we're designed. like why are we here is the real question the real simple and blunt question and what i think is that by pursuing our purpose when we are actually in that you have instant fulfillment because you 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 feel like you know why you're here what you're doing and fulfillment just goes hand in hand with that so i believe that we're actually in pursuit of purpose and fulfillment is going to come with that and bring you that happiness so fulfillment again to my the lesson here fulfillment in life is found in following your purpose If you've ever talked to people that are older or just observe their lives, right, they'll often have these conversations about regrets and if they have things in their life they wish they did differently, right? Like older, older people, it might be your grandparents, maybe someone who in your life has just passed away, if you've ever had that chat. And I find the ones that you see that really complain about that and have a lot of regrets are the ones that really never did anything or lived a kind of life that was filled and fueled by purpose. They just floated through it, right? They went through the motions. They did the, all the things that society told them to do. Like, get married, have these kids, send them to school, work your job, blah, 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 blah. And they never had more than that. And I don't mean more by material things. I mean more in terms of fulfillment, more in terms of understanding their purpose or why, why they're here. And then on the other hand, there are those that sought it out their whole life. They took chances and risks and they tried things and failed on their way to figuring it out. And there are some that maybe would have done things differently, I guess, and maybe had a lot more hard falls and lessons learned. But I can guarantee you that they don't regret a life lived trying to pursue what they love for a second, even if it brought them a struggle. A guaranteed it brought them struggle, right? A struggle at the end of the day is a given, is a guarantee in our lives. We are promised it and we're never going to be without it. So wouldn't you rather struggle pursuing something you love versus something you hate? It's a question I ask myself sometimes, right? And a question I ask some of my clients too. And I can feel like this period happening and see it in the collective in the last few years with so many more people, especially of our younger generation, asking themselves like, what am I here for? That question. Maybe I should make a podcast just titled that. But yeah, that and who am I supposed to be and how am I supposed to make a difference? asking these really big questions and I feel like there's this awakening to the fact that we do all and in fact have a reason for being you know an ikigai a purpose and part of our earth mission is to find it we have the luxury to do that that many generations before us didn't because they had other obligations and I fully acknowledge that But we have this privilege to now and it's as obvious to me as gravity that when we are able to find that and not only like know in our heads what it is, like la-di-da, but experiment with it, seek it out, try things, you know, fail and make a life that reflects that purpose, that that is where we find true fulfillment deep down in our lives. That space where we know we're living how we're, how God meant to, how the universe meant for you to do. So that's what I pursue now. <laughs> if you didn't know, you know, sure, there's material things I want to manifest. And there's so many other immaterial ones I want experiences. Yeah, connections. But this lesson, I think overall, above all, all that I need, it's just that all I need to feel fulfilled is going to come from finding and following that purpose and being in pursuit of it, right? It's not actually about the end destination, it's the pursuit of it. And I have my own inner compass, right? Because I have that. And I'm never going to be without a direction of, or feeling totally lost. I mean, I'll feel lost sometimes, but not totally lost of where I need to take my next step, where I need to make my next move, because I know where my arrow is pointed. And it's at that purpose. And I know that fulfillment comes with that, with that pursuit of it, with that journey. And I know what will lead me back from now on for the rest of my life from ever feeling lost is that. And I just have to connect back with following that inner inner messaging, inner calling, if I ever start to feel lost in my life. So that's my big lesson that I have, I have learned, but I believe a huge part of all of our purposes lie in a central element of simply being a guide to the younger you and clues to who you are and what impact you're able to have in the world. A lot of the times comes from the struggles and challenges and these lessons that you've had to face in your life and have overcome or are learning to. So All of these here, all these lessons I've experienced, they're all things that I now know and could have taught myself my young, if I could have taught my younger self, you know, it just would have been so much better off. So since I don't have a time turner to go back in time, part of my forward path is just taking this experience, you know, letting it, soaking it in, never forgetting it, the things I've had to grow through and use that to help me, but also use it to help you. So... These are the lessons that I want to share with you guys, and I'm grateful for all of them because they all had this par- huge part to play in, I think, me finding my own path and purpose. And our will continue to play a part, you know, as I go forward. And these are all the things that I help also teach through my own one-to-one private coaching with my clients. I teach people how to tap into their intuition. I teach you how to understand the things that have, you know, happened to you and see how they were all part of that purpose and that story for you and teach you how to take that and channel that forward into a path that is fulfilling for you and in alignment and has the impact you want to have on the world around you. So if you're listening to this and you're going like, these are all things I'm struggling with, or maybe there's a few of them that you're like, oh yeah, you know, things this version of me desperately wants to know and to learn from as well then, you know, I encourage you to check out the link in my show notes. I'm booking new one-on-one clients right now. So you can jump on, We can just jump on a chat for, uh, for 30 minutes, see if this is a fit, see what you're struggling with. And if I'm the right fit to help support you through that journey. You know, I don't regret going through any of these lessons for a minute, guys. I think as entrepreneurs, you know, our journey, not our journey, but our job is to help a past version of ourselves. So, that journey isn't as much of a struggle for someone else. So this is really what I'm here to help you do and take and now teach these lessons so that you don't have to face all the same things. So I hope that these were helpful or hope that they were just insightful or, or clarifying, um, for, for you and resonated with you if you face them too and that they gave you some value or something, something aha for you. So I love you guys all so much. And I'm so grateful for your support for coming on and hanging out with me and supporting me and, can't wait to come back with you all next week. If you had any takeaway moments, ahas, please share the podcast with somebody and reminder of the giveaway going on right now for a free rapid minute, rapid coaching session. If you go on Apple podcasts and write a review about the podcast, you'll be entered to win that. So uh, go ahead and do that because not a lot of people enter. So you're pretty likely to win. And uh, I would love to hang out, support you, jump on a call all the things. So again, love you guys so much. So, so grateful. And I hope that you are having the best day wherever it is that you are. Love you guys. Bye.